For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who are holding the truth in unrighteousness. And you see, we have been warned. It's not like we don't know. You go to church, you read your Bible, you call yourself a Christian, then you know the truth. And the truth sets you free. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Rawl Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us today for Rawl's new series, exploring the spiritual legacy of an Old Testament faith hero, Noah. Today, Rawl will lead us in examining our own commitment to the Lord as we look at how Noah stood steadfast in devotion when all those around him ridiculed his choice and rejected God. It's our prayer that today's study will help motivate you to follow in Noah's unwavering footsteps. Now, here's Raul Reese with today's message. Go to 2 Peter 2, verse 5. Noah is a shipbuilder. He says this, And did not spare the ancient world, God, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood... One world of the ungodly on the world of who? The ungodly. So you meant to tell me that the whole world was ungodly? That's what it says. There were godly people, but godly people became ungodly people by giving it to the world. You kind of wonder today if the Lord was coming back tomorrow, how many people would really go to be with the Lord by the lifestyles? That we have today. How can only eight people survive a flood? And seven billion people drown in the flood. Was the world that corrupt? Yes, it was. I said it's corrupt today. And it's getting more corrupt. And I'm saying, Jesus, how much longer? How much longer before you come, Lord? Noah was a shipmaker. He was not only God's instrument to be used to warn people that judgment was coming and the world did not believe the judgment of God would come. So he builds a ship 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. This would make it the largest ship that ever was built until the Titanic was built. Huge, huge ship. And I just picture in my mind that the actual earth floor opened and this water came out everywhere and people screaming and yelling as they were drowning. And Noah inside with his wife, his kids, would be locked in for 40 days and 40 nights. The judgment of God would come. 40 is the number of judgment. And as I was going through the scripture, I was just blown away because... The deck would be a total of some 97,000 plus square feet, and it was three stories high. 
They believe that at that time, from 7 billion to close to 10 or 12 billion people were alive. Noah's ship. The ship of grace. Imagine every day for 120 years, people watching the ship being built. No water. Mocking. Laughing. Because of money's sake, people are building the ship. With Noah. You look at the works in that boat and you see, man, everything you can imagine. They're peeling away, they're shaving, they're nailing, they're doing all these things to put the actual ship in place. And then, as you examine 7.6 billion from Adam to the flood, it took 1,656 years. Come to that place. If you read Genesis chapter 5, it's all about death. And he died, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died all the way through. But then you come to that place where you go back to Genesis chapter 2, where only two people were on the earth, Adam and Eve, our first parents. Until they sinned, they were kicked out of the garden. When they sinned against God, they not only became imperfect, but they became a model for us today that sin hurts people. Sin sends you to hell. And I think that people really have to think about that. Because of the things that have taken place, things that are taking place. And a lot of people in churches, they think they're going to heaven. Because they went forward at a rally or a crusade. But when you look at the scriptures, the scriptures are very clear. No one that lives a life of sin will inherit the kingdom of God. He says in Matthew chapter 7, many will say, Lord, Lord, I prophesied in your name. I cast out devils in your name. I did miracles and wonders in your name. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evil servant of iniquity. That's what the Lord did with Noah. He never knew them. And then you wonder today how many people really know Christ. Because there's an event coming, the rapture of the church. He's going to take you out of the way so you don't have to go through the last seven years of hell. The church will be gone. The church that is left behind. The only way to get to heaven, you have to be beheaded. And if you can't live for Christ today, how are you going to be beheaded? When you know the truth. When you know who Jesus Christ is in your life. You figure out that if this is true, then I need to get my life together. I need to do what Christ is in his word. As I was studying this verse, I was pretty amazed. Let me read you something that I wrote down. Noah is a central figure in the flood exercising and attesting by the fact that in chapter 6, 7, and 8 of Genesis, which are the flood chapters, direct reference is made to Noah over 80 times in the Bible, either in a proper name 24 times or pronouns referring to him 60 times. Noah 
Enoch's lifespan is significant. Only two men are recorded in the Bible as living longer than Noah. Noah lived 950 years, while his grandfather, Methuselah, lived 969 years. That's when the flood came. And his great-grandfather, Jared, lived 962 years. Adam died when Methuselah was 243 years. And Noah himself lived in Abraham's life, his lifespan. Abraham was 58 years old when Noah died. Noah declared God's message in a wicked world. He was called, listen, a preacher of righteousness. 2 Peter 2.5, our text. A preacher of righteousness. Righteousness comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Righteousness comes through a holy life. When you really believe in the Bible, when you really believe in Christ, and you call yourself a Christian, you're saying, I am Christ-likeness. I am Christ-likeness, which means you're living like Christ. You're reading, you're praying, you're witnessing, and people see a difference in your life than other people. They saw something different in Noah's life, in his wife, his three children, and their wives, something different. And God used them, eight people, in a world of eight billion people that went to hell in one flood. And then Noah starts a new world. Forty days, the flood, 40 nights, he and his family. Then you begin to see chapter by chapter, when you get to chapter 19, when two angels come to Sodom and Gomorrah, and here is Lot sitting at the gates with the wicked people making decisions for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the angels came and he got all upset because, whoa, he got caught at the gates. He says, why don't you guys come to my house? I'll cook you a meal and then you can go on your way. They had come to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he saw that. So they accept. They go to his house. They have bodies you can see. And here's, again, his lot is cooking a meal for them. So he's cooking. All of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. And he opens the door, and here are the homosexual community, young and old, of every age. And Lod goes outside and says, hey, look, you guys, these guys are my visitors. Why don't you guys go? He knew who they were. Why don't you guys go away? And then he says, I'll bring out one of my daughters you can have. And they said, no, we don't want your daughter. We don't want you. We want those men inside of your house. We want them. So the angels open the door. They grab him by the neck and they pull him into the house. But at the same time, he blinds. They blind all those people where they can't see. But because of their lust, in their blindness, they're trying to find the door. The sin that was very strong in the days of Noah, in the days of Lot, was homosexuality, perversion. That's why they wiped out 8 billion people. 
And those people that knew God, they have a mixed multitude, so they mix with those at that time, and they become just like them. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We're committed to equipping you with the empowering hope and truth of God's Word. Visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165 to order an MP3 flash drive of this entire study of Noah. Now let's return to more of today's lesson, Noah the Ark Builder. But I think for today, in your own personal life, what do you see in your life? that is drawing you away from Christ. Money, power, pride, sex. These are things that can drag you down. These are things that can pull you away from Jesus and put you in the world and you become a cardinal Christian. Genesis 6, 11 says, the earth also was corrupt. That word corrupt there is the corruption of an apple that turns brown and stinks in the Hebrew. The earth also was corrupt before God. The earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh corrupted their way on the earth. Three times he uses the word corrupt. Genesis 6.3, here it is. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. That's it. When 120 years are up, they all drown in the flood. And then again, he says, My spirit shall not always strive with man forever. Today we look at the Holy Spirit of God for the last 1900 years when they received it in the book of Acts chapter 2, 120, interesting, 120, 120 years, my spirit will not strive with man. And those 120 infected the whole world of Christians to receive power in their lives. But the Holy Spirit won't be here all the time. So feel privileged if you're getting convicted that you're really a child of God. But as you're getting convicted and you're not listening to what God is saying, then you're overstepping your bounds, being disobedient to the Holy Spirit. And when you're disobedient, you go back to your old life. Don't think you're going to be inheriting the kingdom of God. Because no one that goes back into the world, no one living the life, again, that I mentioned at the beginning, will inherit the kingdom of God. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 7. They'll come and say, well, I prophesied, I cast out devils, I did miracles and wonders. And he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evil servant of what? Of evilness, of sin. I pray that this church will get the message. That we'll be able to say for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That's what Joshua said in Joshua chapter 24. 
The world is so polluted. These young people that are being pulled to homosexuality, lesbianism, child molestations, staying in the world, always cussing, drinking, fornicating, committing adultery. If we had one book in the Bible, one chapter in the Bible, I would take Romans chapter 1. You go home and read it. 32 sins are mentioned. Every sin you could imagine is in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, to the end of the chapter. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who are holding the truth in unrighteousness, in sin. And you see, we have been warned. It's not like we don't know. You go to church, you read your Bible, you call yourself a Christian, then you know the truth. And the truth sets you free. But a lot of times people don't want the truth. They want God to bless them. They want God to rescue them. They want God to do everything for them, but they're really doing nothing for God. And they don't have to. All they have to do by faith, receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's all they have to do. And when you do that, then God will use your life. And he'll make you a light in the world. And when people see you, they go, hey, that guy right there, that woman there, man, they know something we don't know. And what is it? Jesus Christ. A love relationship with Christ. Knowing him, loving him, sharing him, doing things for him as he uses my life. Because again, in the book of Genesis 6, 9, he says, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, plural. Noah walked with God, fellowship with God. We need to walk with God. We need to walk with God. If you don't walk with God, you have no fellowship with God. When you walk with the devil, you have fellowship with the devil. And the world will destroy you. In Genesis 3.15, he tells us how Jesus is going to step in the head of Satan. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between you, your seed... In her seat, he shall bruise your head, Jesus, and you shall bruise his heel. You see, Jesus is the one that was sent by the Father after destroying the world in the time of Noah. And then Noah coming into a new world that he's going to be used to not only have families and then to see how those families break down, and to watch and see that Sodom and Gomorrah and many more. Today, I have never seen so much in all of my life concerning homosexuality. We were ashamed to talk about it when I grew up. Not boast about it. And not be ashamed of it. And I think that for us here at Calvary, we need to make a stand. If you have children that are homosexuals or lesbians in that lifestyle, you need to pray for them. Don't hate them. Pray for them. That their eyes will be open. 
that their hearts will be changed. There's a lot of power with the Holy Spirit. We don't have the power, but God has the power to do that. And that their friends will get saved. And people that not only have sin in their lives, but they're trying to talk to other people about Christ. We can't do that. It's an impossibility. Loving the world, John, 1 John 2.15, do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 John 2.16, for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but it is of the world. 1 John 2.17, and the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever and ever and ever. We hope that today's teaching has been a challenge for you to guard against temptations or distractions that could compromise your relationship with the Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review today's message, we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Simply call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for the lesson titled, Noah, the Ark Builder. Well, in light of this series on the life of Noah, we wanted to bring Rawl into the studio to talk with us about what it was like seeing the full-scale replica of the Ark that's been built just south of Cincinnati. Rawl, when you saw it, what did you think about it? This time when I went there after teaching the Bible for so many years in chapter 6 of uh, Genesis, I could not believe the work that went into it. I mean, I was just blown away. When the first thing I saw was the work that was done into it, the beams, uh, the one window, the one door, and uh, you kind of figure in your mind, well, how did Noah know to build this ark. Well, we know that God gave him the instructions, the dimension of the width, the height. How can one man build this? But then Noah must have been blown away because he knew that he's going to need people to work on the ark, believe it or not. And I was standing there looking at this ark and thinking, these people have to have ladders. You know, we talk about buildings. I mean, when you go to Israel, you see these stones that are huge. How in the world did they carry them and build the actual city of Jerusalem, building up this huge wall? Well, you're standing there at the ark, and you're looking at these beams, man, huge beams. There must have been a great forestry, you know, a lot of trees. Because I was studying this morning when I saw was after David, and there was a forest. When you go to Israel, you don't see a forest. It's all dry land. But at those days, there was forest. And so there were Noah was, and next to this whole uh, hill, whatever it was, no rivers, no water. And here, 120 years is given to him in Scripture. And one thing that spoke to me really heavy, too, is the people today, they go to church. They go to church, they sit, they hear the Bible studies, and they, they read their Bibles, they do whatever. But when you look at their lives, and that's what happened at the flood. When you look at their lives, man, it doesn't connect. It doesn't connect. So they had 120 years to repent. I mean, the gospel was given. They rejected it. How can people say in the church, I didn't know? 
If I say I didn't know, it's because I don't read my Bible and I'm not connected to the Word of God. And I think the majority, I think 98% of the church, maybe I'm wrong, 98% of the church are carnal people. Because he always says, in the Old Testament, knew the few. And the few are the few. Well, we do hope and trust that this series is an encouragement to Christians and a warning to those who don't know the Lord to believe and turn to Him. Roll, thanks so much for being with us today. Now, for more inspiration, we'd like to tell you about this entire series that's available on an MP3 thumb drive titled The Life of Noah. Rawls' seven-message study will show you what it looks like to honor God with obedience and trust, even if it means you're misunderstood or even mocked for your faith. You'll see that while it isn't easy going against the flow, it is worth it if you want to enjoy true communion with the Lord and follow His perfect plan for your life. Contact us today to order The Life of Noah on MP3. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your USB drive of seven lessons for a gift of $10 or more. That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Every gift given to this ministry is tax-deductible and helps us keep sharing the life-giving truth of God's Word. We appreciate your partnership. Well, thanks again for making us a part of your day today. Join us next time as we further explore Noah's extraordinary faith walk. You'll get a challenge to fully entrust your heart and life to God so that others will be drawn to Him through you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.